because we're still in that season of celebrating the resurrection. In the early church, in the first four centuries of the early church, the celebration of the resurrection was the main celebration. And then after the first four centuries, they started to insert the Ascension and the Pentecost because they thought it needed its separate feast. But in the very beginning, all of that was included in the celebration of the resurrection. You had the celebration of the resurrection for those 50 days. And in celebrating that, uh, you were celebrating also the Ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Pentecost and also the Incarnation and His Baptism. All of that was celebrated in this feast. And St. Athanasius said these 50 days, to paraphrase, these 50 days were like 50 Sundays. 50 Sundays, and not just Sundays, he called them 50 of the Great Sunday, because it was a celebration of, um, of the resurrection all throughout this time. Today, we celebrate Pentecost, and we think of it as a commemoration of the day on which the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles in the upper room, as recorded in Acts chapter 2. This is good. This is right. This is definitely what happened on that day. But it also has uh, Jewish undertones and celebrations that we can't push to the side. We have to remember the Jewish feast as well. Pentecost was one of three major feasts for the people of Israel on which they had to present themselves before the, before the Lord in the temple. The Passover was one, the Feast of the Tabernacles was the second, and the third was uh, Pentecost. And that's why, as we read in Acts chapter 2, we saw uh, uh, Jewish people from all over the known world, from Libya and from Arabia and from uh, Parthenians and all these other, in Greece, you know, all of them came to uh, to, to Jerusalem to present themselves. What were they celebrating? They were celebrating the Pentecost of the Old Testament. But what was the meaning of that celebration? And how does the Christian church use and adopt this meaning in our celebration of Pentecost? Yes, we celebrate the coming down of the Holy Spirit upon each and every one of us. And we celebrate this day as a renewing of the Holy Spirit within us. But not just this day, every day when you read the Agbeya of the third hour, we say, create in me a clean heart, renew a right and just spirit within me. O heavenly King, the spirit of truth, the comforter who is everywhere and fills everybody, graciously dwell in us. Yes, we were baptized. We received the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit has to become active and alive and inflamed in our lives. And so we are constantly remembering our Pentecost, which happened to us on our baptism the day that we received the Holy Spirit. We're remembering that every day, asking the Holy Spirit to be renewed within us. But there's more. But there's more. First, among the people of Israel, this Feast of Pentecost had two parts. The first part was celebrated on the 15th day of Nisan. And for those of you who know what the 14th day of Nisan is, you know that that's the day of Passover. 14th of Nisan, they, they celebrate Passover. And then the 15th, they have what is called the Feast of Sheaves. And basically, they're bringing from their crops the first signs of growth, the sheave or the, the leaf of the grain. They're bringing this to wave in front of the temple, offering it to God, thanking Him 
for the blessing that he's given to them of the coming crop. And then 50 days later, 7 times 7 plus 1. And that's important. 7 times 7 plus 1. Um, they come with the grain. By that time, they're able to harvest it. And before they use it for themselves, they offer it to God. So in this celebration of Pentecost, we are thanking God, just like the, the Israel, uh, Israelites, we are thanking God for sustaining us because we are completely dependent on Him. And on this day of Pentecost, we also have to offer, right? See, we were thinking that today we're just coming to remember a time in history when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples. It's not the only thing that we're celebrating. Today is also a time that we're coming to offer to God just as He was with the people of Israel and took care of them day in and day out during the worst of times and during the best of times. So too God is with us, taking care of us. And so we offer Him thanks and we offer Him from what He has given to us. So this two-part feast was about giving thanks to God for the offering that He had done, uh, for, for what He has given to us. And St. Cyril saw in the Feast of Pentecost the mystery of Christ, that the sheev in the beginning and the grain offering of the first fruit at the end that is offered is like Christ who died and rose and He offered Himself to the Father as what St. Paul says, the first fruit from among the dead. First fruit from among the dead. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He called Christ the first fruit from among the dead because He was the first to rise. So in the mystery of Pentecost, He says we also see the mystery of Christ who has risen, uh, who has risen and presented Himself to the Father. Why am I saying St. Cyril? Because St. Cyril just didn't say Pentecost is the day that we remember the Holy Spirit. He's also seeing the mystery of Christ in that. So the first lesson from Pentecost after remembering the Holy Spirit's descent is that we're remembering Christ as the first fruit offering and that we are to offer our first fruit. Weren't you told when you were younger, hopefully you were told, that your first job, the first job that you got, the first paycheck was to go to God? Am I making this up? No? The next job that you get... <laughs> make sure that the first paycheck goes to God. This is a sign of our first fruits. Uh, and, and this is how we are, look to God. If you were farmers in the congregation, you would bring the first of your fruits to the church, to the bishop, to the priest, who would distribute it to the poor. Second, which is also very important, is that it's a symbol, this feast, specifically because of the number 50, is a symbol of forgiveness of sins and redemption. Forgiveness of sins and redemption. Because every 50 years, what would happen? Debts were forgiven and slaves were set free. Debts were forgiven and slaves were set free on the day of Pentecost. So it was every 50 days they celebrated Pentecost uh, every 50 days after the Passover, they celebrated Pentecost. And every 50 years on the Pentecost, 
slaves were set free and debts were forgiven as a symbol of what Christ did for us through his death and resurrection and through also his sending of the Holy Spirit to us. He sends the Holy Spirit to us and he and the church is born. And the church becomes the place of the forgiveness of sins where your debts are forgiven and you are no longer a slave to death and a slave to sin. The fathers specifically... Um, if I remember correctly, I think it was also St. Cyril, but maybe one of the Gregories, talked about the Ark of Noah. <clears throat> How many of you read about the Ark and the dimensions of the Ark, and you just quickly skipped over these 50 cubits and 100 and whatever cubits, and you just go to, okay, let's get to the uh, 40 days and 40 nights, and then there are these details that the fathers of the church spent time on. And this detail specifically of the 50 cubits, they said seven times seven is perfection times perfection. Plus one, which is the one God, a symbol of the one God. And they saw it as a very holy number. And when Noah was told to build the ark, he said, make it as wide as 50 cubits. And the father saw this as this is a symbol of the forgiveness of sins. The church is as wide and can take all those who come to have their sins forgiven, who come with the spirit of repentance. The ark is a symbol of the church. And even the measurements, the fathers saw symbols in the measurements. Is it 50 cubits being a symbol of that, the, uh, related to that idea of, uh, of forgiveness of sins and uh, of uh, freeing from slavery after 50 years. In that number, they saw something powerful and holy, and they saw that also in the, in the breadth or the width of the, of, the, uh, of the ark. So it becomes also a symbol of the forgiveness of sins. But also, lastly, the 50 days is a symbol of eternal life, because yes, in the church, we have received the forgiveness of our sins, but it is only in the kingdom of heaven, it is only after Christ comes again that we'll, we will be in that permanent kind of 50th day or 50th year, however you want to look at it. In that permanent time where all of our sins are covered, our, we are completely released from the slavery of sin and death. And so Pentecost becomes a, a day in which we are looking forward to the future of what life will be like in the kingdom of heaven, where Christ will be all in all. Today is a day that we can sit back and take a, a big sigh of relief and meditate on all the blessings that God has given to us. Isn't it good that we're coming here to celebrate Pentecost in the kingdom of God? That's what we're coming to right now. Isn't it good that we're coming again to dedicate our lives just like the Israelites presented themselves to the temple before the temple and gave all that God had given to them. They gave a symbol of that back to God. Isn't it good for us to come and do the same and to remember what the Israelites did and to continue that in our practices here in the church? 
isn't it great to meditate on how at the end, like St. Paul said, there will be neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, but all will be one in Christ Jesus, and that Christ will be in us all, as He is now, but it will be perfected. This is a great feast that we've come to celebrate, a great feast that we're remembering the forgiveness and the remission of sins and the freedom that Christ has given to us. But we're also remembering our attitude towards God, that what He has given us we give back to Him. And finally we look for the resurrection of the dead. We look for that completed, when that, this whole mystery is completed in the kingdom of heaven. Please, after liturgy, we're going to partake of the body and blood, but don't rush to leave. There's a small 45-minute prayer. If we did it later on in the afternoon, it would be much longer. But the prayer will do for 45 minutes after liturgy, um, and we'll, 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 be, you know, we'll be in good time. But stay for these prayers. In the Arabic, it's called Salat al-Sagda. Uh, in the English, we say it's the, uh, the prostration prayers, where we do three prostrations. Um, and these are prayers that we pray for those who have departed. And they say we pray these prayers as if we are at the gates of Hades. What does that mean? We're taking the church to the gates of Hades. And what, what did Christ say? He said that the gates of Hades will not prevail against the church. What does that mean? It means the church is coming in. It means the gates of Hades can't keep the church out, can't keep our prayers outside of Hades. Sometimes people think that the that the Hades means the destruction of the church through because of Hades and the devil. No, no, it's the opposite. So Hades it has, can, can't stand against the prayers and the work of God. And so we pray for those who have departed, and we pray also that God forgives us our sins. It's a prayer of repentance. It's a beautiful prayer where we're prostrating ourselves three times. Now you might say, can we prostrate ourselves after communion? You're right. It's not right for us to do that. But I know that if you all leave, you're not coming back. Uh, so we'll make an exception. Um, and uh, also, we don't have this space for that long. We have to clean up and, and leave it for them. But it, it should be that it's done in the evening time, and there's midnight praises that are, that are or vesper praises that are prayed uh, before. It's a much longer service, but we'll focus on, on just those prayers. And then afterwards, uh, a meal for the fathers, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Um, remember to call your father, or if your father is no longer with you, to pray for your father who is also praying for you. Um, happy Father's Day. So we'll celebrate Father's, with father's Day with everyone at the end. May God be glorified now and ever in the age of old ages. Amen. <laughs>